Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Melanin and Miles. It's Janelle here, and today I am doing another interview with Tiffany. I found Tiffany off of Instagram and she is an entrepreneur, American living in Paris, a content creator and helps others tackle their move abroad. Her platform is mainly on Instagram and we really wanted her to share her story with you all. So welcome, Tiffany. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. So for those not familiar with your story, can you give us a brief background of yourself and how it all ties in with travel? Sure. Um, So I moved to Paris um, in August of 2017. So I moved from New York City and I came here to get my MBA in um, international luxury brand management. So it was during a time where I was just completely burned out in my career. I was working in PR in New York City and I was just like, there has to be more to life. I was really craving an international experience. And my mentor at the time had told me that if I really wanted to make it in the fashion or beauty industry, that I had to do this MBA program in France. And, you know, when I made the decision to go, just everything started lining up for me. I was meeting the right people. Um, You know, I was going to an MBA fair where the school was where the school was present. Um, I had taken a Euro trip with my friends and um, saw the school like everything had lined up so perfectly. And I knew that this was the right um, thing for me to do. So I moved here in 2017, got my MBA, graduated in 2018. um, And after that was launched full force into a career in Paris, working in the um, international luxury beauty industry. Um, So I was doing that for about a year and a half. Um, on a short-term contract um, that was extended for up to 18 months. And after that, I was kind of like, Tiff, like, I'm not loving the corporate, you know, I'm not loving, I want to kind of say that over again. Um, (laughs) I I guess what I'm trying to say is, so at the time when my contract ended, I was like, okay, you've been riding this corporate wave for so long now, you know, hustling, undervalued, overwork, all of that stuff. I kind of call it black girl and corporate syndrome because I feel like a lot of black women experience this, Um, you know, the diversity hire, all of that stuff. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know what, Tiff, like you've developed such a really cool skill set since moving out here. Why don't you take matters into your own hands and try and do something of your own? Um, So actually, even before I left the company, I started a YouTube channel. Um, So I started it in December of 2019. um, And that was kind of like me 
first just kind of doing my own thing, um, sharing my story with other people, you know, and a lot of people started to become really inspired by my content, especially just seeing an African-American woman in France, in Paris, you know, just sharing her experience because you don't really see, you know, even though there are a lot of African women that are here, you know, there aren't a lot that are very vocal and telling their stories. So you might not know that they're here. Yeah. So I think for um, some, a lot of people, it was just refreshing to see an African-American living in Paris and sharing her story. Um, and that's kind of what led me into building my brand. So, which is Tiffany Davis LLC, where I equip big city seekers who are ready for their next life challenge with the clarity, confidence, and tools to jump outside of their comfort zone and successfully set themselves up on their own terms in a new country. Like that was really inspired by my YouTube channel and my followers and the comments that I would get about, you know, people feeling so stuck and not knowing how to move abroad, but knowing that it's something that they want to do, you know, that's really what led me to launching um, my brand and developing my business. Cause I, I have moved around in the past. Like I moved to San Francisco, I moved to New York and of course, most recently Paris. And, you know, over the past eight years, I've really developed some street cred in tackling the big move to a new city and really wanted to use all that I've learned to kind of help people do the same. Um, whether it's abroad, whether it's to a new city, although like I feel like in today's climate, a lot of people do more so want to move abroad. Um, so that's kind of a quick backstory on kind of how I ended up in Paris and what I'm doing now. I also recently launched a course to help other people move abroad, um, which a lot of people were really excited about. And I'm working on um, other products that kind of tie into that now. Um, but in a nutshell, that's kind of why I'm in Paris and what I'm doing now. Okay, that's a really cool backstory. I did not expect it to be so detailed. <laughs> no, that's really cool, though. So you said you've been in Paris since 2017. How long do you plan to stay? Do you think this is it for you? Or would you move to another country? Or do you want to come back to the US? Yeah, um, I get this question all the time. And I feel like right now, Paris is home. You know, I'm mm -hmm. so comfortable here. I love my life here. I love that I've been inspiring other people to move here or to another country. So I feel like for me right now, Paris is home. Um, and I do imagine myself staying here for years to come, get my French citizenship, fingers crossed. Um, but I do have to say, I kind of feel like, you know, once I have a family and maybe want to settle down, I can totally see myself moving back to the States. And just because I'm super close with my family and I've always imagined raising my family, you know, with my sister Around, and my parents. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like when you're living so far away, it's really hard to do that. And I wouldn't want to be on a plane like every other month trying to see family. I think it would just be easier if I was there. Um, so that's something that I'm kind of thinking about. You know, I love Paris for now, but, um, you know, once I settle down, I probably will want to move back to the States. That makes sense. And then yeah. I guess since being in Paris, when you initially moved, did you experience any crazy culture shock that just kind of almost scared you away from staying for so long? Yeah, I mean, my very first night here in France, I cried like boohoo oh. cried. Like I was literally like, what am I doing here? Did I seriously just give up my entire life in New York to like move to this foreign country where I don't know anyone? 
you know, because I, I feel like when you move abroad, it's like, yes, there's a culture shock in terms of not knowing the language, you know, the way of life is different, the people are different. I mean, I remember going to the grocery store for the first time and like having a meltdown because everything was so different. I didn't know what things meant, you know, mm. like I, I wasn't finding like certain products that I could find in the United States. And it was really hard for me, you know, yeah. and then it's like on top of that, it's like you don't really know anyone. You kind of have to make new friends. I was also um, going back to school, which I had been out of school. I graduated Howard in 2012. So I had been out of school for like six years, you know? Mm. So like everything was new, everything was new. And I literally just had a breakdown. I remember my first night there, just like, what did I just do? Um, But eventually those feelings fade and it gets better and you meet your people and you know you start to learn more about the language and the culture and things start to fall into place but initially it was hard yeah that makes sense i kind of when i studied abroad in spain i felt the same way like that first mm. week <laughs> it was stressful yeah but oh, um that's so cool that you studied abroad in spain that's awesome thank you and then i didn't know you went to howard i went to hampton so oh cool <laughs> yeah i'm a that's howard funny. girl um, and then since you've been in France for so long, I feel like you've had to pick up on the language. It's probably not necessary living in a major city, but how has that been learning a little bit of French as you've been there? Sure. So I'm not going to lie. It's been hard. I think that the French language is so difficult. Like mm-hmm. even my French friends tell me like, Tip, I'm so glad that I was born like a native French speaker because <laughs> I wouldn't want to have to learn this language. Like that's honestly how hard the language is. Yeah. But, um, since being here, I have picked it up a lot more. And it's funny, you don't really realize how much you've picked up until you're speaking to someone. Like, for example, I was out shopping the other day and um, a really good friend of mine from the States was on FaceTime with me. And I was just talking to the sales rep in French. And she was like, wow, girl, like your French has gotten really good. And I was like, <laughs> really? Because it's like, I don't realize it. Because I feel like, you know, when you're learning new yeah. language, it's like, you almost don't really realize how much you're improving until like, someone else hears you speaking and they know how it was when you first were here. Um, So I'll I'll say I'm still not a thousand percent fluent in the language, but it's like, I understand a lot more. I feel like I can speak a lot better than I was speaking before. Um, And the language isn't as scary to me. Like, I remember like, oh my gosh, I remember like my first like year here, people would come up to me speaking in French and I would be so intimidated by the language. (laughs) Um, Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what they're saying. And you know, like I, I, there's a stigma around Americans too, that like, you know, they don't like to learn new languages and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want people to think that I'm like the dumb American and, you know, yeah, yeah. Like all of that stuff. But I, I do have to say like the language is tough, but um, I'm getting there. I'm in lessons. I'm, um, and I actually just signed up for Lingoda, which is like a, a language sprint where I'm basically taking lessons every other day. So it's definitely getting there, but it is tough. Okay. Did you... Um, I guess when you first arrived, had you taken any classes before you got in there or did you just come straight off not knowing anything? Um, So I was actually lucky in the sense that I took French in high school and in college. So yeah, so that, so you know how like you get the choice between Spanish and French. Um, Mm -hmm. I chose, I chose French. So I did have a base. It's not like I didn't know anything, but at the same time, the French that they speak in America, like in school, is not the same French <laughs> that they <laughs> True. here. Yeah. You know, like the accent's different. Like so many things are different. So like, even though I felt like I had a bit of a base, it was still um, almost like relearning the language. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
And then since you've been in Europe, have you gotten to travel around at all or have you really just been focusing on your life in France? Yes, um, actually my first year here when I did my MBA and a reason why I chose my MBA was because we traveled with the program. So we went to Hong Kong, we went to Dubai, um, we went to Italy, we went to Switzerland. So that was really cool. And then just since living here, I've been to Portugal, Greece, I did London, I've gone to Bali, um, where else have I gone? Germany. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving some places out, but I have made it a point to travel as much as I can while living here. And honestly, um, last year was supposed to be the year where I explored a lot more of France, like the South of France and, you know, just different cities here. But then of course the pandemic hit, so I wasn't (laughs) able to do that. Um, but yeah, I am all here for, you know, using my proximity to other countries right now to my advantage and just seeing more of the world. No, that's definitely wonderful, especially like once you're in Europe, it's so much easier to get around to so many different countries compared to being in the U.S. So definitely take advantage because I wish (laughs) I could do that right now. Yeah, totally. So for someone that has never been to France or Paris, what is the one thing they must do? What would you recommend? The number one thing is to learn a bit of the language. I'm not saying you have to be fluent. But, you know, just your greetings, bonjour and bonsoir, uh, merci, which is thank you, s'il vous plaît, because I do think that a little bit of French goes a long way here. Like if you approach a French person just speaking English, you know, they are not going to have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if, if you approach them at least trying to speak the language, even if you're struggling a bit, they really do appreciate it. And at times, if they do know English, they'll switch into English for you. Um, But that's the number one piece of advice I could give is just learn a bit of the language, you know, at least to get around, at least to order a coffee. um, And you'll see that they will accept you a lot more um, in in this country. Yeah, that has happened to me. Well, I've been around just being an American and just asking for things in English, (laughs) assuming that the other person would speak English. And I have been like ignored and obviously (laughs) I could see people were upset. And then I tried it again with like a little bit of French, just like saying bonjour, like (laughs) comment ça va, like something basic. And then they would be much more nice to me and actually help me out. So that is a very important (laughs) tip. Yes, totally. Um, And then what is the biggest piece of advice you would give to someone looking to move to another country? I know you have a whole business for this, but what's the yeah. one to <laughs> um, I would say, I would say be patient and trust the process. Um, and I say that because I think that moving abroad is a personal journey. You know, I do think that people see other people moving abroad and they want to do it, but I think it works out different for everyone. So I would say be patient with yourself and trust the move abroad process for you. And don't compare it to other people, because I think at the end of the day, you have to move abroad in a way that's unique to you and the life that you're working towards. Yeah, that's very true. I don't know if I'll ever move to another country, but <laughs> but I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, definitely. And where can we find more of your travel stories and more about your business? I know I'll link your Instagram on the show notes, but is there another link I can put in the show notes for people to find you? Totally. So um, people can find me on YouTube. That's kind of my biggest platform right now. Um, so it's Tiffany Davis. I can send you the link for that. And then, yeah, also on Instagram. And I'm also on Clubhouse. 
Um, I know it's kind of one of the newer platforms, um, but uh, me and my friends are starting to do more, um, you know, conversations just about living abroad, living in Paris and things like that. So you can also find me on Clubhouse. Okay, I'll look out for you because I'm like just starting to get into Clubhouse and listening to different travel things. So I'm gonna try and find it. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, it's just um, Tiffany Davis on Clubhouse. Okay. And then I'm going to finish this off with our final question we ask everyone in every interview, and it's why do you think more Black women should travel? Mm. I think more Black women should travel because I think it just opens your mind to a new you. Like I've grown both professionally and personally so much since living in Paris. Like I cannot imagine what my life would be without having done this move. Um, And I also think that, you know, I think we need more Black women around the world in general, you know? Um, You know, I think that, unfortunately, the narrative of women moving abroad is mostly, you know, the white female. Um, And I think that, you know, we need more people that look like us to move abroad, to change the narrative, and to also experience life abroad for themselves. That's why I love platforms like Travel Noir, Black Travelgram, that are really trying to showcase um, Black expats. Um, but, but yeah, and that's honestly one of my biggest missions, especially with my course and with all that I'm doing, is just to encourage Black people around the world um, to travel, just to jump outside of their comfort zone and travel. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for doing this interview. I always love the response to that question because everyone always gives their own little twist to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited for like your life in Paris. Like, <laughs> I wish I had the guts to do that. It's really cool that you've been able to move there and you've been there for years at this point. If you ever have more travel stories that you want to share with the rest of us, always feel free to reach out and we can always do another interview. Cool. Yeah, that definitely sounds good. Thank you so much for having me.